Welcome back to the Dead Drop Game News Podcast, your secure download of video game news from across the industry, twice a week, usually, and in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Matthew Bliss, and I have to apologize for last week. As most of you regular listeners would know, this is a podcast that runs twice a week, but last week I just couldn't get to the podcast at all. I've just changed jobs. I'll be looking at moving overseas later in the year. There's just going to be more of more things that kind of pop up on my plate and prevent me from recording the podcast itself. So with this in mind, I want to reassure you that whenever it is possible, I'll be releasing episodes on a Monday and a Thursday, in Australian time at least, every week. And just know that if there isn't a podcast that has come out around that time, then the podcast hasn't disappeared. It will definitely be hanging around. I will continue to make episodes. It just means that life has gotten a little bit busy for me. Now, just while I have you, there was a recent episode aired of the Digital Folklore podcast where I got to talk about ARGs and gaming a little bit in the context of general folklore and the game assemblance. And I know that some of you from that podcast have made your way here. And if that's you, welcome. Just to set expectations a little bit, you don't usually get this much preamble and life update stuff from me at the beginning of episodes, but I felt it was important to convey some of those expectations a little bit, just so you know that because there wasn't episodes last week, the podcast hasn't disappeared. And if you hang around and choose to subscribe, thank you. I look forward to hearing from you in future as part of this community. Anyway, you're here for game news, so let's get stuck into it. For all the stories from today's episode, head to deaddroppodcast.com. And these are the gaming headlines from the 20th of February, 2023. When CD Projekt Red released their update to The Witcher 3, it seems they included something a little bit extra. There was a mod accidentally included by CDPR that made realistic nudity an option, and in particular, realistic female genitalia. They did include some mods as part of the new gen update, but this one didn't have the permission of the original modder, though Kotaku has managed to nail down that it was because another modder had used this particular female nudity mod without permission. With all this being said, CDPR has said that they will release a new update that has the mod removed, ensure credit is given where credit is due. So if you've got the Witcher 3 next gen update, you might want to get yourself a not safe for work sign put somewhere in your living room. A big report came out of the UK Competition and Market Authority's provisional report last week, all about Microsoft and Activision Blizzard in terms of their acquisition. And there were a few big things talked about that have not been made public previously. The first of these is that Microsoft has submitted by an internal analysis that there is a significant decline in game sales in the 12 months following their addition to Game Pass. This runs directly contrary to what Phil Spencer said in 2018, that Game Pass in fact boosts game sales. Additional reporting out of massively overpowered shows that that analysis also talked about the impact of Microsoft's xCloud gaming service, which now currently has a 60 to 70% market share, in 2022 at least, whereas Stadia only had 5% in that year, just before they announced that they were going to get rid of it. And PlayStation and Nvidia only had about 20% of the cloud gaming market that particular year. And in previous years, it's been a much stronger competition, whereas Microsoft seems to be controlling the cloud service delivery 
of gaming, which could lend credence to the argument that they are making a monopoly on the cloud gaming market. Unless there is a contrarian volley from Microsoft about these stats, it could be a strong argument that the Activision Blizzard acquisition would constitute a monopoly. On that note, in Activision Blizzard news, it seems that workers are still furious, but this time for a meeting with Mike Ibarra that was meant to address employee satisfaction, but instead it just made a lot of the workers angry. This session was meant to address, as I said, employee satisfaction, a survey that went out to employees previously. It also had some questions about the stack ranking process, which we reported on a couple of weeks ago, the way that they evaluate employees, the reduced profit sharing and the company's return to office mandate. The article is linked in the show notes if you'd like to read all the details from Polygon there, but telling employees that they're earning less money, addressing questions about a process which forces out people with a positive review, and telling people who have been virtually attending the office to return three days a week, it's never going to be good news. It seems that Saudi Arabia has gradually become Nintendo's biggest outside investor. It's increased its stake in the company for the third time this year, now at 7%, was previously raised to 6% in January, and was at 5% in May 2022. Video Games Chronicle reports that it's likely because the Saudi government is looking to diversify their portfolio beyond oil, being their primary manufacturing and moneymaker. Though with more Eastern influence in the Embracer group as well, could this mean that we're looking at a different kind of investment period for gaming over the next few years? Fingers crossed it's a good thing. Square Enix has released details of their Web3 blockchain gaming experience, Symbiogenesis. I'd attempt to summarize it adequately for you, but I'm just going to read this quote from the press release. Symbiogenesis will offer a unique experience built around digital collectible art that is tied to a storyline players will unfold in a virtual turn-based adventure. The art evolves with each strategic move a player makes. The project is set on a mysterious floating continent where unique storylines unravel based on information obtained by holding digital collectible arts that represent different characters. If from that description alone you were thinking of Final Fantasy Tactics combined with Metal Gear Solid's player extended experience in addition to the Diablo 3 store from back in 2012, then you may be right on the money here. With blockchain built in and the Polygon NFTs running on the Ethereum network, it seems to be highly sustainable and workable, but whether blockchain in gaming really has an application still remains the big question. And a few big pieces out of Nintendo after the Direct a couple of weeks ago. First off, that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, is going to have the largest file size of any first-party Switch game ever. This one is going to have 18.2 gigabytes, where previously Bayonetta 3 came in at 16 gigabytes. And on to pricing, it seems that Nintendo has ruled out that the Switch may get a price cut simply because of flagging sales of the product. They are intent on keeping the price high, as they always have for most of their products, which I'm sure will look great for their bottom line, but as the Nintendo Switch continues to age, this might be a less successful policy than they've had in the past. And lastly, on the money front, the fact that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is going to be $70 USD when it releases, they have felt they have to say that 70 bucks for a game won't be a trend on the Nintendo platform. It's going to be assessed on a case-by-case -case basis what the price should be. 
And now on to some specific game news. It seems that Double Fine has released Psych Odyssey, a 20-plus hour series documenting the development of Psychonauts 2. I played that game and thoroughly enjoyed it. I imagine this Double Fine series is going to be excellent to watch as well, so you should check that out. The Metroid Prime remaster is coming to Switch, or rather, has been released already. This remaster has gotten a lot of rave reviews and has been thoroughly enjoyed by people nostalgic for the title. It's available on the eShop for $40 USD or £35, and a physical version will become available on February 22nd. EA Sports, the new title for the FIFA series, is closing in on a deal with the Premier League at the grand total of £500 million. This negotiation probably means that they can keep up to the standard that they were used to with FIFA. Also linked in the show notes is an article stating what's coming to and leaving Game Pass in February, but a particular note there for me is Atomic Heart. It's been teased for a long time, now it's available on Game Pass, and if you liked Bioshock, I really think you'll like the look of this one, so go check it out. Those are the big gaming headlines for the 20th of February, 2023. For show notes, transcripts and more, head to deaddroppodcast.com. If you like this podcast, think about leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news and make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.